Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. And of course, the conversation continues. I am your host, Maria Moore, a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer. I am a fitness coach. I have helped thousands of women lose weight naturally through my wellness program, Empowered Fitness. I am a mother of four, and I am so excited to offer both uh, personal and professional insight on how to help you live a healthy lifestyle. Now, in this episode, I'll be revisiting some great advice from previous Mind, Body, and Business guests about making lasting change for holistic health. Yes, all over and inside your body. Each guest will speak on the importance of starting from the inside, your spirit and mind to help you feel and look good. From Kinshasha Adamson, who details her 100 plus pound natural weight loss journey to tips from therapist Kanika Bell, who talks about loving yourself through every stage of your journey. This episode is filled with gems for an empowered life. Looking forward to kicking off that conversation but first it is time for your weekly mind body and business check-in now this is an opportunity for you to check in with yourself look at those goals that you set last week or maybe earlier in the month earlier in the year wherever you are in your wellness journey and whatever time of year you're listening to this podcast we encourage these seven day check-ins to make sure that you are staying on track so what are you doing for your mind body and business are you trying to get more sleep drink more water read more books, stay off social media, what changes, what enhancements will improve your life? So as we head into the holidays, my big priority is clearing the physical clutter. I mean, all around me, it's just stuff, chaos everywhere, physical chaos. I'm talking from my car, my kitchen, my bedroom, my closet, my computer files. I am really going to use the downtime from the holidays to get myself organized. You know, I came across this article on psychology today, and it listed five reasons why clutter disrupts your mental health. This article, this information really resonated with me. It has research on why it's better to live a cleaner and less cluttered life. Now, we know it's important to be clean and to be organized, but sometimes life be life in and things pile up. And that's what's happened to me. The very interesting thing is this article was written in 2017 before the pandemic. And I feel like when it comes to clutter, both mentally and physically, things have gotten worse for many people. I know it has for me. Now, the study primarily focused on the home environment. The underlying premise of the study was that because many people identify so closely with their home environment, The extent to which it is cluttered can interfere with the pleasure they experience when being in that environment. Think about it. How do you feel when you're sitting in the kitchen and the dirty dishes are sitting there? Or maybe your husband, like mine, uh, made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and left the knife on the counter. Or, you know, you see crumbs on the floor or all of the groceries aren't put away. It really does affect your mind. The same thing goes when you're walking in the closet and there's a big pile of laundry. Clothes aren't hung up. You get in your car. There's empty water bottles in the back seat. So I truly believe and actually know from experience that when my 
physical environment is organized, clean and neat when I know where everything is, that really does reduce my level of anxiety. So I'm going all the way in. I'm talking about uh, organizing my clothes, dropping off things that no longer fit or are no longer within my age range. Those little outfits you used to wear in your 20s and 30s. I've been holding on to some of them, but I need to get rid of them. Cleaning out my garage, the basement, my home office, kitchen cabinets, Our deck needs to be swept. There are leaves everywhere. Um, My calendar, my computer files, so many downloads, things that I'm not using on my computer that are actually slowing down the speed of my computer. So um, you may not have a pile as high as I do, but I strongly encourage you do your mental health a favor and clear the clutter, clean up your physical environment. If you have some downtime during the holidays, it might be a great opportunity to do that. And maybe you can get together with your family and make it a team effort. Uh, Maybe this is not on your mind, body and business priority list, but whatever is, I encourage you to focus on it, identify that goal and be intentional about getting it done or working towards getting it done over the next seven days. Speaking of setting goals, is organizing and prioritizing your health a goal for you? It should be. Walmart Pharmacy offers prescriptions for conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. This means you and your family members, those you love, can get the medications, the prescriptions that you need at your neighborhood Walmart. Now, Walmart knows your family's health, wellness, and budget are your top priorities. And, you know, you're busy, especially during this time of year, looking to get more done in less time. I know that's me. Transferring your prescriptions are easier than you think. And you know you're going to be up in Walmart this holiday season. Why not transfer your prescriptions to the place you shop at weekly? I'm talking generic prescriptions starting as low as $4. Now listen, this can be a lifesaver if you're uninsured or underinsured and need access to affordable medications or maybe you're just trying to budget and save money. Access affordable generic prescriptions and stay on top of your health needs and budget with $4 RX. Don't wait. Find your pharmacy and switch your prescriptions today. Welcome to your all-in-one stop. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com or your Walmart pharmacist for details. Now, let's get this conversation about self-improvement from the inside out started. To kick things off, I have my guest from episode 41. Her name is Kinshasha Adamson, one of my early personal training clients and a personal friend who I am still so proud of. I've had the pleasure of seeing her transform her spirit and body. I'm talking 100 pounds down. And if you know anyone who has lost triple digit weight, they can tell you that it probably was not easy. And she has had her challenges. She's a single mother, a career woman, an entrepreneur. So she had a lot that she was juggling while she was trying to lose weight. And naturally, when you're trying to achieve any goal, there's going to be obstacles there's going to be setbacks and she spoke on that in her episode here's what she had to say okay i had a slice of pizza but i'm not going to live inside that slice of pizza i'm not going to define that my journey okay Kinshasa, you ate the pizza i'm gonna need you to get that together and you start all over tomorrow i had i had the things that i was not supposed to but It wasn't something that I did, you know, all the time. And when we had the treat meals, it was like, oh, you know, at first it was like, oh, I'm going to eat me something real good. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to that place of you detox, that real good makes your stomach feel real sick. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) So, you know, you you learn like, okay, can't do that no more. But it was just one, we have to take it one day at a time and not put so much pressure on yourself 
myself saying that I got to get to this biggest goal. I took it 10 pounds, eight pounds. Okay, it's this many days this week. This is my plan. I am going to do 10 pounds this month. I'm going to be happy if I do eight. I didn't look at the big number. I looked at the small numbers every day. Am I drinking my water? Let me focus on the things here and now. Am I drinking my water today? Yes, Kinshasa, you drank your water. Did I eat all my snacks? Yes, but you forgot one. Okay, so then this is what I'm going to do different tomorrow because you have to do a lot of self-reflection. But to focus on, you know, I see ladies all the time that working out every day of week. And I remember when you first get started, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm working out every day of week. I'm going to do this. And that's why I was. But I remember uh, Coach, you said, when are you going to rest your body? You got to rest too. That's just as important as working out. And it's so funny because as I was going, you know, chipping away at those numbers and people were like, wow, you look good. Oh my gosh, you're losing weight. What are you doing? I'm eating. I'm changing what my relationship with food. Yeah. You have to change your relationship with your food, mm-hmm. you know? And again, you know, you have to know that it's not going to stop. I didn't, it took me about eight months before I was able to stop eating the chips. I'm honest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we have to do when we're trying yeah. to lose three digits. You got to pace yourself. Pacing ourselves, a P word. Another P word that we try to avoid and we don't want to embrace and accept is patience. You know, one of the first questions I get from women who are trying to lose weight, especially when they see either my before and after or one of my clients before and after, First question they ask, not what is she eating, not what supplements is she taking, not how often does she exercise. The first question is, how long did it take? Like that is going to dictate whether they move forward with my plan or not. And for most people, it does. A lot of people feel like, well, if it takes too long, I'm not really trying to be invested in it. But think about all of the shortcuts that we take to avoid that longer road. And then we don't even see the results. So everything that you were trying to avoid and you took the easier, quote unquote, easier route, it's actually going to cause you to spend more time to achieve the goal because you're wasting energy and time trying to take shortcuts versus doing it the old fashioned way and putting in the work, pacing yourself, changing your relationship with food. That's so important if you want to experience lasting change. And so often our mindset is stuck on the temporary things that get us to the goal, right? Uh, Well, I only have to eat salads for these six weeks during this program, or I only have to limit my liquid intake to water while I'm on this diet. But you need to make some permanent lifestyle changes if you want to sustain that success. The focus should be on lifestyle, and uh, Kinshasa gave us a perfect reminder right there. Now, in episode 41, Kinshasa also spoke on her emotional breakthrough and how she sought professional help to sort through lingering issues that kept her from losing weight. I see my therapist every other week. I tell people, listen, if you ain't talking to somebody, find somebody to talk to. Because for me, I hated myself. I, I really felt bad about having a failed marriage. That was not the dream, you know, you were supposed to get married, have a family. And I failed and that failure had, wore heavy at me. And then it started, I started to think about everything that I failed in life. I didn't think about the positive things that Ooh, I have accomplished in life. Yeah. That it, it was everything. That, other things. Yes. Yes. I failed at this. I failed at this job. And so 
when you're going down that path of I'm such a failure, and then when that triggers failure, I'm going to go get a snack. Failure, I'm going to go do this. Oh, man, I I messed up. I forgot to help my son with this homework. I failed. I'm going to go get this. And that was my my to-go. Every time I failed, starting from, you know, what came from my childhood, but from my marriage, I would go find the comfort in food. So I really had to tackle that failure attitude and that failure mentality of I'm a failure to, no, you're not. You're human. Yeah, You're going to make mistakes. We're human and we are going to make mistakes. I find it so interesting how much we tolerate from people who do things that do not serve us or sometimes harm us. You know, think about the times where you've apologized and maybe not even been the person in the wrong or you've tolerated someone's behavior and it interfered with your day, your time, your emotional well-being. We need to show ourselves the same grace that we extend to other people. You need your love. You need your forgiveness. And if you think about it, other people observe the way you carry yourself. They learn how to treat you by watching how you treat yourself. So try not to beat yourself up when you make a mistake. And you know, the beauty that I see in mistakes is that there's so much data in it. Mistakes are like a guide to do things better the next time around. I have learned from mistakes I've made in my business, in my relationships, in my finances, and they tend to reappear until you learn the lesson. So if you find yourself in a cycle of dealing with the same issue, the same toxic energy, the same negativity over and over and over again, pay attention to how you're responding to it because that mistake is trying to teach you a lesson. It is trying to help you become a better person, but you need to listen and embrace a lesson that the mistake is teaching you instead of beating yourself up for actually making the mistake. Here's a few more insights from Kinshasa on self-compassion that I really enjoyed. I really think that's a huge part of my weight loss journey is learning to get, forgive myself. I had to forgive myself all the yeah. pain that I caused myself and learn, okay, now I forgive. Now I'm, it's time for me to build up myself because I matter and I'm worth something. I love that reminder there. I matter, you matter, we matter, and we are all worth something. You know, when you make a mistake, a huge error, maybe one that you're really ashamed of, it can be very difficult not to dwell on that or even create the scenarios of how things would have been had you not made that mistake. The mistake could be a very bad relationship or a horrible career move or the way you handled your money or, um, you know, a, re- a relationship issue with a family member, even some things that are going on with your kids. Maybe they're grown up and your relationship with them isn't good. Those are really tough emotions to sort through. But one of my favorite quotes is, what we focus on grows. And if we give all of our attention to the problem, all of our attention to the thing that does not make us feel good, that magnifies the issue versus forgiving ourselves, acknowledging the mistake we made, maybe asking for forgiveness if that is the right thing to do, 
uh, whatever the case may be. Forgiving yourself, uh, especially in your fitness journey. You know, maybe you were lazy one week and you were just beating yourself up and you're thinking, oh, I could have made so much more progress had I gotten up and did these things. Or uh, maybe you fell off of your meal plan and you were just like, oh, you know, you woke up feeling bloated and you want to throw in the towel. Again, mistakes, those errors that we make, it's all data. So why didn't you get up and exercise? Maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe you were under a lot of stress. Maybe you said yes too often and didn't say no enough. Why did you eat that junk food? Again, maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you needed to go grocery shopping. So use those experiences to make yourself better because that is really what they're for, to teach you and to build you up. Again, encouraging words and great insight from Kinshasa Adamson. Again, you can hear the full conversation by browsing the list for episode 41 in the Mind, Body, and Business podcast available everywhere you stream your podcasts. Now, most of us can agree that worry and fear have at some point in our lives kept us from growing and fully enjoying life. In episode 22 with Dr. Kanika Bell, she talks about the importance of mindfulness and being in the moment. Mindfulness, you know, it's the hot word right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is kind of stay in the stay in the present moment. I think what people do is they worry so much about the past, which, you know, which kind of can cause depression because you're you are replaying things that you wish you did better. And then they worry so much about the future, which can cause anxiety. What am I doing right now? What am I being intentional about in this moment? Instead of punishing myself for what I think the mistakes I think I made in the past, instead of holding myself, you know, to something that hasn't happened yet right now, you know, who am I right now? What am I doing right now? What can I be intentional about like today? I think those are ways that we can start getting to a better place of self-acceptance. One of the most valuable lessons that I've learned in life is that we are all given a seed to be successful, but your intentions determine how that seed grows. And if what you are doing, especially when it comes to your body and your well-being, if what you are doing isn't rooted And something that is genuine, that is pure, that is truly contributing to your greater good, something that is not superficial, is not materialistic, but is really rooted in what you want. That has to happen because it's going to determine the circumstances that come with achieving that thing. Because, hey, you can lose weight, right? But you can do it in a way that harms your mental health, harms your physical health. And you can do it in a way that makes your life better from the inside out. But the foundation to make that happen is self-acceptance. Loving yourself for who you are and where you are, even if that location, that time in your life is not where you want to be, but understanding that you can take the action and you can embrace those behaviors and those habits to make it happen in your life. I love that reminder from Dr. Kanika Bell. You know, self-acceptance and loving yourself through every stage of your life is so important to stay on a positive path and also having support. Um, I know that was a game changer for me, and I cannot begin to tell you how being around like-minded, encouraging people contributed to my success. Uh, Dr. Bell also spoke on this in episode 22. Find other people of your ilk. 
right? Like I'm part of a black women psychologist group. We have been, we get together, we meet, we bounce ideas off of each other. We, we get business uh, strategies. Most of us um, did our postdocs at, at Emory medical school and we, we stay in community with one another so we can kind of keep that in check. You know, that feeling of like, I guess I have to be perfect. And, and two, I'll be honest, in some ways, I took the power out of what I was in terms of being worried about what people think by just being honest about things. I'm divorced. And my ex-husband is also a psychologist. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no he's judging also, over here, boo. <laughs> right. He's a he's a great psychologist. Listen, and we're so happy now that we live on different coasts. It's not even funny. <laughs> we, are, we get along real well with him, him on, on West Coast time and me on East Coast time. It's wonderful. <laughs> but I remember thinking, what would people think? Would people still come, you know, for couples therapy? And he and I talk all the time. Like, I think I'm a better couples therapist. <laughs> yeah. I'm better uh-huh. now even than I was prior because now I really know, you know, now I could really look at things objectively. And I think, you know, I think for many people in those leadership positions, it's okay to just be, be real, be a real. I think so. that's what people like about Michelle Obama, right? Yeah. Is that she can, there's this way that she's just like, yeah, and I'm also a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, that makes you a better role model because then you look achievable, Listen, ain't that the answer? Be more like Michelle Obama, the prototype. (laughs) She my prototype. I love me some Michelle Obama, but really love that perspective from Dr. Kanika Bell as well. Um, I found so much freedom in just being myself. And one very important thing that I learned about finding people of your ilk, um, your own community, those like-minded folks, people who will lift you up, encourage you, and also tell you the truth is that changes as you grow, um, um, as you possibly change careers, as you grow in your age, as you move to different cities, you just tend to change your interest and you end up being around people that you think you may have never befriended. I know that was the case for me. I mean, I got some homegirls, they white soccer moms, you know, Um, and you know, race don't have nothing to do with it, but it kind of does, right? You got these cultural implications, but then you realize, oh man, you know, our skin color really doesn't make us different it's our experiences and so you know I got my white soccer mom homies I got uh, a lot of folks who are retired and they like to hang out in the gym a lot because they have free time Uh, I have homies who are fur mamas and fur daddies because now I have dogs that just happened within the last few years I have a lot of Spanish speaking friends because I'm learning Spanish and it's really cool to develop new friendships and make new connections especially when they're aligned with your interests I really appreciate that reminder once again from Dr. Kanika Bell Now, another great point Dr. Bell made during my conversation with her was how we praise pain. Ooh, child, you know, I done went through the storm, through the desert. I was homeless. I was this and that. And, you know, I do love a good story about people who overcame down in the gutter, but made it to the top. I mean, that is very encouraging. But sometimes we can make it seem like 
that is a rite of passage to be successful. And that's not always the case. You can just work hard and have positive experiences and expect that and it actually be what you experience. Now, in terms of how we view struggle and misfortune as a gateway to success, Dr. Kanika Bell shared some thoughts on that. The funny thing is, is every in every life, some rain falls. So the idea that we would need extra struggle I think we've I think we've we've done struggle as a people. I think we got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think we paid the struggle. Check. Yeah. Yeah. We can check that box off. I do not think any of us have been, you know, cakewalking or living, you know, an easy life, regardless, just because of the kind of adversive environment we often find ourselves in, mm-hmm. um, especially those of us living um in this country. So I'm not sure that we, you know, we need additional struggle. But I, I it's just part of how we celebrate ourselves, frankly. I mean, that's that whole kind of black superwoman, strong black woman concept is the more you go through, the more you shoulder alone, the mm. more, you know, we celebrate your achievements. I celebrate people who do things, you know, with help. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. celebrate people who say, I, I did not choose the path, you know what I mean, of most resistance. I found a way to do this and get rest. And I think we just have to change our mindset about that. That was that's important what you said, because I do think we uh, we kind of pride ourselves even, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Watching organizations, we have people stand up and we applaud when they do something all alone. She's a single mother and she's four children, no help. And, you know, she's been riding the bus down here and thank goodness she comes. Why? Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. Somebody should have been helping. Somebody should have been involved. She should have had some some input from some that shouldn't have necessarily happened. Mm-hmm. It does. And we and we adapt. But mm-hmm. I think we have adopted that as part of our identity. Mm-hmm. That struggling, being downtrodden and always having to fight against is our identity. Again, we have had to do that for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I think now we got to get our survival mode. Can we start thriving? I know that's right. We better use that T word thriving. Are we not tired of marching and singing? We shall overcome. Are we not tired of scraping our pennies together and just feeling like the more we struggle, the bigger the success? No, we can have a positive experience and have a few obstacles instead of a pile of obstacles and still be successful. And I so appreciate Dr. Kanika Bell sharing that because we don't hear it often. Yes, we can. Believe it or not, prosperity doesn't always have to be rooted in pain. All right. So we're talking about lasting change, self-improvement from the inside out. Um, Now that we've heard pieces of great conversations from previous Mind, Body, and Business guests, what are our next steps? What's the actionable insight of this episode? Well, since I'm all about taking that realistic approach to achieving your goals, I want to talk baby steps to make a positive change permanent. Are you tired of that roller coaster where you're only doing good for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you revert back to those bad habits, those behaviors that you're ashamed of or you're trying to keep in the past? You know, it's natural to resist change, but that doesn't have to be the case. Lasting change really does depend on your approach. So the first thing I want you to do is identify and gain a better understanding of what you want to change. Is it your job? Is it your body? Is it the way you sleep? Is it your mood? 
Is it reducing the overwhelm? First step, definitely identifying what you want to change. Another step is to look at the way you're thinking. Look at your environment. That involves you ridding yourself of negativity. Now, that's not always easy as it sounds, especially if you are on social media, um, you're always watching the news, you work at a job where you're constantly surrounded by negativity, or maybe the circumstances in your life just feel dark and discouraging and like there's no hope. So here's some simple things you can do. Start your day with a list of things you're grateful for. And I want you to start your day doing this because the first thing that you do in the morning really does set the tone for your day. Our brain tells our heart and our spirit, our bodies how to feel because we have to think about something before we can start developing emotions and attaching those emotions to those thoughts. So starting your day with gratitude and saying, you know what, all of my bills are paid right now. All of my children are healthy. I have a good relationship with my family members. I have a steady source of income. All of my limbs are working. I mean, this may seem very basic, but there is someone out there who is probably praying for what you perceive as a problem. And that's not to negate how certain things are making you feel uh, because we are entitled to feel how we feel. Everyone doesn't have the same set of experiences, the same set of circumstances, or even processes those experiences the same way. But we can all do these little things. We can find the joy in life and choose to focus on it. Another thing that you can do is help others. You know, it's the holidays, and for the past three years, I've gone over to the fitness shelter, um, the fitness shelter, I've gone over to the men's shelter to teach fitness, <laughs> and um, it always really lifts my spirits because the men that are over there, they're in a transitional phase. They're going through a program at this men's shelter and they're really happy. They get good exercise. I know I'm contributing to both their emotional and physical well-being. And being in that shelter is a reminder of how blessed I am. And then the third thing you can do is just surround yourself with positive people. Don't be afraid to make new friends. Explore your interests and see what other people you may have the opportunity to interact with. Your new BFF could be at a chess club meeting out somewhere or could be playing pickleball or, you know, just doing something that maybe you've always been interested in. Maybe it's salsa dancing. Um, I don't know. But uh, sometimes the answer is to just change the people around you. There's another quote that says, if you can't change the people around you, then change, like physically change the people around you. So those are just a few things that you can do to rid your life of negativity. And then the third thing, you know what it is, y'all. It has something, it's got to have something to do with uh, physical fitness or the way that you eat. So I'm going to go with physical fitness this time. And I'm just going to say exercise. And just moving your body, it doesn't have to be intense. Maybe it involves you picking your favorite five songs and walking until that playlist is over or turning on some music and dancing around the house or saying, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I am going to stretch. I'm going to drink some water. I'm going to try and pack my lunch. Exercise, movement, it is medicine. It has a domino effect and can positively impact your life in so many ways. So just little baby steps. You can do one of them or you can do all of them. Number one, identify and understand what you want to change. 
Number two, look at that funky negativity or whatever toxicity is happening around your life, whether it is physically or it's just some funk in the air. It's just situations you find yourself in. Um, Try to remove yourself from those situations and embrace ways to practice gratitude and to feel good. Again, that can mean writing out your gratitude list, volunteering and helping others or surrounding yourself with positive people. And lastly, try to exercise. Movement is medicine and thinking positive is great for your spirit and understanding what you want is a key to getting it. That is what I have for you inside this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. So it's a wrap for this one. But as always, you can stay connected with me 24-7 at MBBPod on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, I always appreciate those ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Drop one if you have not already. Thank you so much for lending me your ear on this episode. Once again, I look forward to another empowering conversation on the next one. Until then, take care.